Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. This episode has been brought to you by the Wine to Wine Business Forum 2022. This year will mark the ninth edition of the forum to be held on November 7th and 8th of 2022 in Verona, Italy. This year will be an exclusively in-person edition. The main theme of the event will be all-round wine communication and tickets are on sale now. The second early bird discount will be available until September 18th. For more information, please visit us at winetowine.net. Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Listen in as we journey to some of Italy's most beautiful places in the company of those who know them best, the families who grow grapes and make fabulous wines. Through their stories, we will learn not just about their wines, but also about their ways of life, the local and regional foods and specialities that pair naturally with their wines, and the most beautiful places to visit. We have a wonderful journey of discovery ahead of us, and I hope you will join me. Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen on Italian Wine Podcast. Today we travel to Abruzzo, to Masciarelle Tenute Agricole, a company that has long been at the forefront of quality modern wine production in Abruzzo. My guest today is Attilio Alfino the winemaker, who joins me from the company headquarters. Buongiorno, Attilio. Thank you very much for being my guest today. How are you? Buongiorno, Mark. Uh, good morning, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really, really proud uh, to, to join you. And uh, we are good. We are good. We are uh, getting ready for the harvest. It's a 2022 vintage, which uh, looks... Uh, as usual, uh, more difficult than the last. Every year gets more difficult and harder. We have always a big, a big challenge. So anyhow, we move on. Yes, we were just ta- chatting about that, about how this climate change and the, the increasing heat every year is making life very difficult for wine growers. That's, uh, I mean, what's happening, uh, it's uh, it's really uh, unique. In, in this uh, 2022, we break all the records of uh, high temperature on high altitude. So yeah. the biggest trouble we're having is that all the ice is uh, ice melting uh, and uh, actually talking on a national base, the situation is really it's really bad, as you, as, you, as we know. Here in talking about Abruzzo and what my experience is in this year, it's uh, it's not that bad because we were uh, we were quite lucky to have uh, a little bit of rainfall. Talking for I mean one thing I really we really look forward this the snow. Yeah. Uh, first week of March we had here in San Martino sulla Marrucina uh, one meter of snow. It was some, it was really it was really a kind of a blessing for us because we had. Uh, that that's that's uh that's something we we really want. That allows the moisture to penetrate deep into the land. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a kind of water. It's a kind of a nice storage of water for the for the soil. Plus, uh, during the growing season, we had a little bit of. Uh, we were lucky to have a little bit of uh, of rain when other region 
they just saw the wind coming. I mean, they had a little bit of uh, the forecast said, yeah, it's, maybe it's going to be a, a little bit of water, and then they got nothing. Right. We were lucky to have some uh, some rain. Even last week, we had uh, all over Abruzzo. I mean, a spot, uh, uh, it's spotted a little bit, but something like 30 millimeters, which is uh, right now for the Motobuchano something really, really remarkable on a vintage like this. Anyhow, we will see. I mean, it's not. Um, we, 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 I can say we were, we are still a little bit lucky. Well, for our listeners, we're, we're, we're in Abruzzo. I want them to have a picture of, of the uh, Abruzzo landscape. And you've mentioned the mountains, these great mountains, snow covered mountains, and of course, the proximity of the Adriatic. It's a very special region in the south of Italy. Can you describe where you are and give our listeners a, a picture of the Abruzzo countryside. What makes it unique as a wine growing area? Correct, Mark. Thank you. It's um, Abruzzo is uh, what makes it unique is that it's my region, so I love it. I've been traveling a lot. Uh, I've been uh, working overseas for a long for for a few years, and then I, when you go overseas, you realize how beautiful is your land uh, when you miss it. Yeah, and. Uh, and uh, that's that's the first thing I want to say. But uh, this, this, I mean, just traveling Abruzzo, you see how 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 is it? Because it's really it's a really hilly. Um, they, 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 I mean, they're, they're talking about microscopically talking. It's uh, there are these big mountains, the Maiella uh, and the Gran Sasso, that are the highest. Some of the highest for sure, Gran Sasso is the highest mountain in the Apennines, and. Uh, and uh, these mountains are really close to the sea. So talking about San Martino della Marocino, which is just right above the Maiella range, in 30 minutes you are on top of the mountain, and then in 20 minutes, not even, you are on the beach. Uh, usually, usually in May, for example, you can ski on the morning, and then in the afternoon you can be in the beach uh, on, a, on a trabocco, or swimming, or fishing, you know. Amazing. That's a little bit. Abruzzo is a really concentrated uh, uh, landscape uh, museum. Okay, <laughs> let's say it like this. It's uh, I mean, you you have everything you want. I mean, you you have a lot of hills with different exposure. Uh, every hill on the bottom has a has a creek. That's a really high richness of uh, in water because of the mountains. Then uh, one other thing that's really related with this vintage is that every, I mean, we had this really long heat wave, but at night we were lucky to have always 28 degrees. I mean, even if during the day you have 35, 36 degrees during the night, you, 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 you lower down a lot of temperature. Is that because of the altitude or is that the, the sea breezes? For sure, for sure, because this convective, uh, uh, motion of the hair, uh, it's all triggered by the sea and the mind. This this is a sea breeze and uh, uh, earth breeze, you know. And then when they move, they 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 make uh, they they help a lot. Uh, uh, they help a lot the, the vines and the agriculture. I mean, Abruzzo is a region. The agriculture in Abruzzo is really it's uh, fundamental economy. And uh, just to I mean, I forgot to say, Abruzzo is just on the other side of Rome. Okay. So it's we are in, it's in the center of Italy and uh, it's a it's a it's a region where um, Marshall in the in the nineteen eighty one founded this 
funded the, the winery to show to the people what what Abruzzo is capable. Yes, it's a, um, it's forty years now since the Masharelli Winery was founded, which is a, 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 a huge amount has been done in that time. But it's interesting. It's also relatively recent in, in a region where the vine has been cultivated for thousands of years. Tell us the story of the Masharelli Winery. Masharelli, uh, founded in 1981 by Gianni Masharelli, is a, is a winery that is uh, for sure made Abruzzo known all over the world, was one of the first, was one of the pioneers of uh, 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 showing to the world what Abruzzo is capable of and how I mean he started first of all believing in uh, in uh, in his region and uh, he, he started pushing really hard the quality because um, basically Abruzzo wine uh, these days uh, were for the most based on uh, work wine a lot of cooperative like now Abruzzo is still a land full and rich in cooperative that I mean, all these little wine grower, vineyard, uh, collaborate to work and uh, discover it. But Gianni said, "I want to, I want to rise up uh, the the quality." And then he start being a pioneer of uh, this movement and uh, introducing uh, high density plantation for the vines, uh, high technology, the use of bar, the use of barrel for Montebucciano and Trebbiano. And then uh, rising up the, the quality in uh, the Villa Gemma '95 uh, was one of, was the wine that really made the change uh, in the in the panorama of Abruzzo and the center of Italy, uh, Italy wine. It was a little bit of a flagship of the renaissance of uh, all the biodiversity of of the Italian wines because Italy we we all know how beautiful it is because it's. It's so rich in uh, different variety, different wine, different land. So the idea is to to make to make as more as possible uh, the best. And uh, Gianni start uh, start with the Villa Giamarossa. Right now the uh, right now the, the, the azienda is uh, is guided by Marina Svedish. Our uh, the, she she's a uh, she's a really a light for us because uh, she she always have a great intuition and. Um, Marina, Marina Svedish, and, uh, and Miriam, Chiara, and Mori Cardino, uh, they all uh, working uh, in, the, in, the, in the Azienda, and we move it forward. I mean, the, the Azienda 1981 was two hectares. Uh, now it's 300 hectares all over Abruzzo. Okay, in the four provinces. In the four provinces of Abruzzo. Plus, uh, every province has a winery where we crush the grapes. As soon as possible from the picking, so that's uh, right now, and uh, that's uh, that's a little in few words. Are you enjoying this podcast? There is so much more high quality wine content available from Mama Jumbo Shrimp. Check out our new wine study maps, our books on Italian wine, including Italian Wine Unplugged, the Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine, Sangiovese Lambrusco, and other stories and much, much more on our website, mamajumboshrimp.com. Now back to the show. Well, um, let's talk about the jewels in the crown of Abruzzo wine, the two great wines in 
produced from the Trebbiano d'Abruzzo, from the Trebbiano Abruzzese, and of course, a Monti, Montepulciano d'Abruzzo from the Montepulciano grapes. These are the jewels in the crown that are wines that are both white and red, capable of achieving real greatness. Talk to us a little bit about, about these two great wines. Well, Trebbiano, Trebbiano is, a, is a great wine because it's a, it's a really silent uh, wine. I mean, it's not really oshi. It's, uh, it's quite shy. takes time to, to show itself, and, uh, but has a really great uh, longevity. Uh, this year we we celebrating the 50 year of the institution of the DOC of uh, Trebbiano d'Abruzzo, and uh, we Macerelli makes uh, a lot of Trebbiano, the Trebbiano from the Linea Classica, the Gianni Macerelli line. Plus uh, we have the Trebbiano Castello di Semivicoli, which is uh, which comes from the area close to the Castello di Semivicoli, which is. Uh, uh, in uh, the town of Casa Canditella, a really cold area, and we make this um, Trebbiano. It's really, it's really pure. With, um, we make this wine from this uh, grapes after a dry maceration. We do a little bit of uh, aging one year in still, and then we do a long bottling. Right now, we're selling uh, 2019. Is it primarily the Trebbiano Abruzzese? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So it's quite a different grape from, for example, Trebbiano Toscano, which people may have come across. It's a grape with a massive character and potential for aging as well. But Trebbiano Abruzzese is a different, uh, has, has a really different attitude. Uh, it's a more, as more crispy, it's more mineral. It's, uh, it's a different attitude, even on the ripening uh, on uh, in the mines, the, the Trebbiano Abruzzese, compared to the Trebbiano Toscano. The, um, what the, 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 the really the high difference, you see it on the future, of what the Trebbiano Abruzzese is capable of, because this uh, freshness, this longevity, comes more from the, uh, from the quality, from the attitude of the Trebbiano Abruzzese, which shows it's a variety. It's really holds the life a lot. The Montepulciano instead is a is a is the king. If the Trebbiano is the queen, the Montepulciano is the queen is the king because in here we have three hundred hectares. Eighty percent, seventy percent is Montepulciano. Uh, is a is a variety that it's it's unreal what's capable of. And uh, talking about our wines, I mean, we have the flagship, which is Villa Gemmaroso. It comes from uh, San Martino della Morcina, from the Vigneto Cave. Plus, we have the Iskra, which is, we come from the province of Teramo in the Comune of Controverra. These are two examples of a premium Montepulciano from two different soil. We're talking about the clay sandy soil of Teramo compared to the medio impasto of uh, San Martino Salamorucino, which is at 400 meters on the sea level, compared to the 200 of uh, Teramo in Controverra for Israel. Okay, so completely different character from the different terroir. Two different things, two different attitudes. The Montepulciano from, uh, from, uh, from Teramo usually is more spicy, the tannins are stronger, instead in, uh, in uh, Villa Gemaroso has, uh, has more grace, has, uh, is a as more is more uh, I used to say more opulent. But, I mean, it's more three dimensional. It's a, 
it's more fruity, it's more, you know, it's a different expression, more more spicy on teramo. In here, there is more fruit and more volume. Mm. I think it's really interesting to note for our listeners that uh, Montepulciano d'Abruzzo can is such a versatile wine, and it can be, you know, from an easy drinking wine to really serious, full, structured red wines that rank amongst the greatest in Italy. Yeah, talking about that, that oh, thanks, because we started from the, you know, a premium wine, we were talking about the Isca, but talking about the, the entry-level wine, which is the Linea Classica, is, the, the, is, a, is a kind of wine you drink every day, easily, it's uh, really approachable, uh, satisfying, plus there is uh, the, the white version of uh, Montepulciano, which is the Cerasuolo, uh, that is a is a is a wine that uh, we 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 believe a lot uh, from years. I mean, the first vintage of uh, Villa Gemma Cerasuolo was made in the in the eighties. Uh, is a is a wine is a is a wine that comes from Montepulciano grapes. Then the juice uh, is uh, I mean after the stemming we do a contact in uh, in the press. To get more richness and color, and then we do the fermentation. And in uh, two months, three months, we bottle uh, and we release the Villaggio Macerasuolo. And it's a wine that it's, you can pair it with uh, anything. It's, it's a really wonderful, uh, it's a really wonderful way. Beautiful rosato. Yeah, yeah. Cerasuolo, because it's a deep color. I mean, the color is more deep, deeper than a uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a deep Cerasuolo. It's a deep color. It's more close to uh, the color of Cerasuolo. It's closer to the cherry, to the ripe cherry. That's where the Cerasuolo name comes from. But it's a, it's a, it's a wine that is meaty, you know. When you, when, you, when you drink it, you have a nice flesh in the mouth. It's, a, it's really, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's satisfying. I'm imagining that's a very, all, all, all three wines are, are very good food wines. Now, I know at the Castello di Semivicoli, you offer uh, a range of wine hospitality, uh, as well as the vineyard around the Castello, but also uh, um, lessons in cooking and and uh, the Abruzzese Cucina, which is a very rich Cucina. Can we talk a little bit about the gastronomy of Abruzzo and how it pairs well with your wines? Uh, yeah, we have uh, uh, the the Abruzzo tradition uh, on uh, on the kitchen is really deep. Uh, just think that every house has its own tradition on how to make the tomato sauce. You know how to make the sauce. I mean, uh, uh, that's something really really deep in the culture of us of Abruzzese. Talk about the the the, the pairing in the in the Castello di Semivicoli. We usually do home. Uh, uh, we do this uh, kitchen session uh, of cooking session with guests. They really enjoy. They really love making the pasta la chitarra, which is uh, which is a pasta, handmade pasta. Uh, a la chitarra. Chitarra means uh, you have this dough, you foil it, and then with a roll pin you pass it through this guitar, which is a kitchen tool you use to make uh, uh, from this foil all little uh, spaghetti. That's why it's called uh, spaghetti la chitarra. Okay, so the the uh, sheet of pasta is rolled over the strings like a guitar exactly. and it <laughs> cuts it into the spaghetti. Exactly. That's, that's a spaghetti la chitarra and that's something uh, really 
you know, a spaghetto alla chitarra with a, with a fresh tomato sauce and basil is, is something really simple. Nice for summer dining, like now when it's hot. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Something. I mean, that's, that's one, uh, that's an even though the Abruzzo region is also famous for the pasta culture as well. Another, uh, another nice thing is, um, talking about we move a little bit on the north of Abruzzo we can talk about the Vertuta Ramane which is a it's more a, like a, a moment on the life of a, of a family in Abruzzo because at the end of uh, uh, of the winter uh, you you check on the on the kitchen you see what's left from the from the winter uh, you know from what you stuck on the winter so you get everything, all the leftovers, uh, like beans, like pasta, like everything, like tomato. You put everything, bread, uh, and then you put everything inside this uh, big minestrone that it's called uh, Virtu de Daraman. It's like how to use as more collectively the, let's say, leftovers. And it's celebrated on the 1st of May. It's a really wonderful moment. It's a really wonderful dish because, uh, you know, uh, you can... You know, with a nice Trebbiano, you, you're gonna you're gonna have fun. Sure, and I imagine there are festivals like that throughout the region, celebrating local produce, local wines. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And of course, this um, link between in Abruzzo with the mountains—it's a region of of um, of shepherds and sheep. Absolutely. I know the Transumanza still takes place up into the Gran Sasso. So. The traditions of, of uh, the arrosticini, the, the lamb ragu, these would be foods that go beautifully with your Montepulciano d'Abruzzo. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, we move from the mountains, so we talk about the sheep and the uh, arrosticini, which is uh, made with whole sheep. And for sure, the Montepulciano is, uh, is, the, is the king for this pairing. And uh, well, and then if we move to the coast, uh, we reach uh, we reach the Adriatic coast. Uh, we can talk about all the seafood we have on the coast. We can talk about the Brodetto, which is uh, more more mainly famous the Brodetto La Vastese, because they were uh, I mean that's they have a long relationship. But even in San Vito Marina, there is the Brodetto La San Vitese, but it's still. Yeah, uh, actually, the, the difference between the Brodetta La Vastese and the Brodetta La Sambitese is uh, more uh, uh, close to what's uh, in the soup on this Brodetta, which is all different fish cooked, slow cooked for a long time in a, in a, in a, in a, like it's a, it's a really huge soup you fit on the center of the table and, uh, Everyone uh, enjoy it, and then you can pair it uh, with a cerasuolo. Cerasuolo in this situation is uh, is amazing. That sounds wonderful. And you mentioned um, something earlier when we were talking the trabuki. Can you explain what the trabuki are? That's a, a let's say a, a way of uh, people living on the coast to get more fish as possible. Okay, I'm talking. I mean, the trabuki family. Uh, they are uh, they they come from mainly Rocca San Giovanni and San Vito Marina. Okay, so they would be making these platforms that extend over the sea in order to fish. Exactly. So the people living on the coast they couldn't get as more as fish as possible because they were poor. So they couldn't afford a boat or a, a fishing boat to get that. So uh, as of the conformation of the coast, uh, because it's really deep. Uh, 
they start building this uh, trabocchi. So the trabocco is a fishing machine that goes towards the beach, towards the sun, uh, towards the sea. There's these two antenna, these poles that with a net. So you lower down the net on the sea level, on the bottom of the sea, and the trabocante, which is uh, the uh, the the owner of uh, this uh, the trabocco, the fisherman that uh, use the trabocco, stays in there and wait for the school of fish to come through. And usually, they even put some bait inside the net, you know, to let the fish go inside. And uh, so they wait the the fish to come, and then when the school of fish comes, they rise this uh, they rise the net, and the fish stays inside. And this was a really profitable uh, way of uh, of fishing. Right now, you know, the stress also the sea, and it's not it's not uh, it's not really used as a fishing machine, but it's more used for uh, now. Right now, it's more a touristic. Uh, Point, you know, it's used for enjoying the the the, the delicacies of uh, of uh, the Abruzzo. You know, people loves it now. It's rising a lot, so you can come in now and see how it was done, but just enjoy dining maybe on a trabucco. Exactly, you can have a, you can buy what's available. Uh, it's uh, it's really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've not uh, seen it, but I've read about it, so it's something I really want to do. You must, Mark. Please come. Uh, it's in, it's fundamental. Yes. Well, Abruzzo is not a region I know well, and it's one I I I need to visit more and uh, and find out more. So I look forward very much to coming to Abruzzo and to coming to the Masharelli Winery. Beautiful. It will be our pleasure to have you. Well, Attilio, it's been a great pleasure for me to to speak with you this morning. I think you've given our listeners a vivid picture of a wonderful region, the Masharelli Winery, and, uh, the, and a, a small bit of information about a large range of wines that the Masharelli Winery produces, which are available around the world. So I urge our listeners to visit Abruzzo and if they can't get here to seek out some bottles from the Masharelli Winery to enjoy Abruzzo in their glass. Thank you very much for being with us today and I look forward to coming to Abruzzo and meeting soon. Thank you, thank you much. We're waiting for you. Thank you. Grazie, grazie. A presto. We hope you enjoyed today's episode brought to you by the Wine to Wine Business Forum 2022. This year will mark the ninth edition of the forum to be held on November 7th and 8th, 2022 in Verona, Italy. Remember, the second early bird discount on tickets will be available until September 18th. For more information, please visit us at winetowine.net. I'm Joy Livingston, and I am the producer of the Italian Wine Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are the only wine podcast that has been doing a daily show since the pandemic began. This is a labor of love, and we are committed to bringing you free content every day. Of course, this takes time and effort, not to mention the cost of equipment, production, and editing. We would be grateful for your donations, suggestions, requests, and ideas. For more information on how to get in touch, go to italianwinepodcast.com.